Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. The landscape has changed immensely in the last few years, and um, it's been a little fluid um, as to you know how everything was going to be navigated with the transfer portal and now NIL, and we wanted to try to get as much information as possible. Uh, there's a lot of, of good opportunities out there for our players, and I think just having a partnership is going to be outstanding for our guys. Um, we have a lot of great supporters out there in the community uh, that, that love Husker baseball, and um, you know it's, it's just going to be a great thing for our players. I mean, I, I couldn't I just – the opportunities that they're going to have due to this type of partnership, um, it's going to be awesome. It's stuff that, you know, you look back as a former college athlete and, you know, you wish that you had those type of opportunities. So um, anything that these guys can have to help out, um, it's going to be it's going to be great. Hey, college baseball kicks off this week and there's only one thing to do. When that happens, it's to talk to every coach in the area about their season, their team, and what the expectation you guys that is. Love baseball. This These is very are, fun. This is a baseball show, right? That, or maybe it's a pop culture show. Maybe it's just. I'm a terrible sh- with. Maybe pop it's culture. a show about five-year-olds. Play baseball. Yeah, I don't. We can play baseball. I don't know how how well can we talk baseball, but I know who can talk baseball. That's Will Bolt. He's on the line right now. Coach Bolt, head baseball coach at Nebraska. Coach, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Coach, hey, always good to talk to you, man. A dose of reality in the morning is going to take me a long way because I know we'll get it with you, man. How you been? Hey, I've been great, man. It's uh, it's been a long time coming to get this uh, this season revved up. A lot of a lot of hard work put in, really, since last May um, to try to get uh, get off on the right foot and and uh, you know have a season that that you know, reaches the expectations that, no, you know, nobody's going to have any higher ones than the ones we have inside our program. So re- ready to get going. Coach, you're such a straight shooter, uh, and you always have been. It's how you played the game, how you've been raised. What you see is what you get. And we speculated last year during that season, ah, I don't know if this is a coach a coach Bolt kind of team. Eh? You're, you're a camaraderie, a chemistry, a got-to-love-baseball guy. And then it's kind of confirmed in the offseason listening to you talk. It has been fantastic. Culture, getting along, guys that love to play. Uh, we've got some experience now. We want to get back to, to being dedicated to the game. I mean, you're basically telling us <laughs> what we kind of intimated. Uh, last year was a struggle. This year is about that C word that sometimes we hate to talk about, and that's culture. <clears throat> Yeah, I think there was a lot that maybe played into that. Um, You know, belief in college baseball comes from what you can do from the sixth inning on. I mean, on the mound. And that's that's really where it starts and ends. And and last year's team, you know, we had had some guys that went down early that were going to be big parts of that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning recipe for us. Uh, you know, Jake Buns was a big part of that. Um, you know, Colby Gomez was our closer. He didn't throw yep. past the third weekend of the year. Um, so we had to shuffle some things around that way. And and that team last year was honestly, we knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle offensively at times. Um, but we felt like it was built 
from the back end of the bullpen forward. And when we kind of, when some of those guys went down, it, it, it became, um, you know, that belief factor just the, when you you lose some of those games late. And I think we had 29 of them yeah. um, that, that we played that were one or two run games. And a lot of those we had leads in at some point in the game and just, you know, we weren't able to hold or weren't able to finish. So, you know, I, I would start there, honestly. And, you know, and it, again, it speaks to why you have to have depth. Um, you know, you can't have a season derailed by a couple of arms going down, um, you know, maybe a, a couple of key losses um, from the year prior. You, you've got to be able to to reload. Um, <clears throat> so there, there was probably a lot of factors that went into that, but, yeah, I, w- I would say just in terms of the day-to-day expectations, it was a bit of a, um, it was a bit of a struggle <laughs> from yeah. from time to time with the group, the group that we had last year. But it, you know, it's not, <clears throat> it, it was a, it wasn't a, a player thing. You know, I look at it, I, I'm the leader of the program. Like we've got to get that part of it fixed, and so that was the focus in the off season with my coaches, myself, um, just having conversations with guys that. We're dedicated to to coming back and, and getting it turned around, um, you know, all encompassing to, to figure out what we need to do. So, you know, I feel like we're in a good spot just in terms of all those things you said. I mean, the, the culture piece is such a big deal, yeah. um, you know, and for us as coaches, like we're hard nosed guys. We're, we're guys that, like you said, I'm a straight shooter. You know, my staff is full of straight shooters. We're, we're guys that our expectations are going to be very, very high. And, you know, you better love baseball. You know, you better, you better be a guy that, <laughs> you know, you, you want to compete. <clears throat> you, you welcome the, the privilege that the pressure is that, to be a great team and a great program. And so, yeah, I, I feel like this group of guys, you know, we've got 11 guys back that, that played on the championship team in 21. Um, we've got some fifth-year guys back, which this day and age of college sports is massive. Right. Um, and I didn't know that we would get those guys back, but man, they're going to make a huge difference on our team. Um, and then, you know, bringing in, you know, maybe a little bit smaller high school class this year and then sprinkle in more junior college players. And I think you've just got a, you've got a good mix of guys that, that want to go throw down. Coach, when DB set you up with that C word, I was hoping he was going to say crushing baseballs or something like that. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk about another C word in regards to captains on this team because you mentioned those fifth-year players. Four out of the five captains are fifth-year guys. How big is it to have those guys back for one? Go more into that detail. And what value do they bring leading this team aside from just their age and experience? Yeah, it's it's interesting when you get to kind of the the last act of your career potentially. Um, the things that maybe you thought were important in the past, or things that you worried about in the past, uh, kind of go by the wayside, um, and and you really just start to. And if this is natural, this is a, it's a natural thing to have happen. You just kind of start to focus on okay, your whole focus is on the team, and and it just and it's just by nature because you just you soak up every single last element of every day that you ha- are on the field or you're, you know, in the weight room. Cause you're just like, man, this could be it for me. I could be, I could be working a full-time job here in six months. Mm. You know, I'm going to, 
I'm going to make sure I give everything I have um, <laughs> if this is my last act. And so I think just by nature that that happens organically with, with guys as they get to that part of their career. Um, but they, these guys have seen it all. They, they've seen a team, you know, two years ago that was a, a regional worthy host, which is ultimately what we talk about being our number one goal every year. You know, we want to win a national championship. Absolutely. You know, we want to win a big 10 conference championship. Absolutely. Um, but we want to host a regional. We want to make sure that we have a chance to play in front of our fans in the postseason, and that will give us a, a, an opportunity to set up to, to reach the other goals that we have. So they've seen that. They've been part of a championship team, a championship mentality group that at every turn, every opportunity that that team had, they they relished that that moment. And so they were part of that. And they were part of a group last year that, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. So they've seen a lot. You know, those, those fifth-year guys have seen a lot. And, and most all those guys, um, you know, I guess a couple of them are from Nebraska. Most of them played junior college baseball. So they've seen a lot of different things. Um, and and it's, just, it's just amazing how much more mature you are at age 23 than you are at age 18 or 19. It just It's just kind of by nature that's what happens so uh, those guys are great communicators by the time they get to that that part of their careers um, you know they're they're just all about the team and uh, they really help set the tone uh, for the rest of the group coach you started uh, you're talking about building from the back end and you referenced buns being healthy perry's healthy so you got buns and perry and and shannon of course on the back end that's fantastic right you got you got some quality things that you could do on the back end, but how about your versatility with your front line guys? But with Garza and Brockett, they're interchangeable. But you could go Olson, Semensko, Clark. You you have a lot of different guys that have played multiple roles that give you some flexibility Friday through Sunday with some electric arms. Yeah, I think that's one thing that is going to probably stand out with this with this pitching staff is the 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 uptick and stuff just across the board uh with, with this group um and, and they and you said it like we when we go recruit pitchers we don't we don't just go get the six foot three 180 pound guy that's a prospect you know that those guys are great um but you also have to have a good mix of left-handers you've got to have you know a good mix of guys that that maybe their breaking ball is their best pitch or, you know, they've got good movement and good sinking action on the fastball. I, I think you're going to see the stuff better in terms of velocity across the board uh, with this group. But, yeah, the, the versatility piece is big, and there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of different roles. Um, you know, he's been a closer, he's been a bullpen guy, and then turned a Friday night starter from last year and, and you know, finished off a fantastic sophomore year. Uh, for us, another guy that has pitched, you know, at Arkansas in front of 15,000 people, um, you know, in a regional setting. You know, Chase Kaminska, you mentioned, has been a Friday night guy, a freshman All-American uh, at another high mid-major program at Wichita State. Um, you know, and, and he's got electric stuff. Um, Michael Garza, as you mentioned, I mean, he's been a Friday night starter at Incarnate Word. He's been their closer. Uh, and, and when we – when he went in the portal and we were having conversations with him, you know, just 
speaking to that maturity piece, he's a fifth year guy, he's a grad transfer. He said, Coach, I, I don't I don't have any <laughs> prerequisites coming to Nebraska. I just want to be part of a team that's got a chance to win and I'll do whatever it takes. And so, you know, that guy's coming in not saying, Well, I better get a chance to start or, you know, I'm gonna have a bad attitude about it. Like he he's come in and said, I'll do whatever, coach. So you know, you, you have guys like that. You have some good young freshmen. You have some guys that got their feet wet last year as true freshmen um, that that are going to that are going to get better. So yeah, we've got some pieces. And then, as you said, having that experience at the back end uh, with fourth and fifth year guys, um, that's pretty massive because those guys have seen it all at this point. Coach, I'm super familiar with. Uh, Canada for a multitude of reasons. You got a couple of Canadians. But I want to stay with pitching, though, with Caleb Clark because uh, he's one of those guys that, that just talking to some of your guys that I know, they like. Left-hander, 6'2", he's got good size. Just a pup, though, as a freshman. How have you been able to dip into going north of the border to have some success with some of these personalities that you're bringing in? Yeah, so um, Adam Adam Stern, um, who was starting outfielder here for a couple of years, he was my roommate um, <clears throat> for two years, and you know played in the big leagues, and and he stayed involved in the game. He's got a he's got a facility in his hometown of London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, um, yes. He's got a he's got a club team up there uh, that he that he runs. Uh, he's also heavily involved with the junior national team. He's also been a professional scout. Uh, there is not a single player. <laughs> it's funny, you know, people that don't know much about north of the border, it's like, oh, you're from Canada. Oh, you must know so-and-so. And you're like, oh, no, that, that guy lives 800 miles. From <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <clears throat> hey, but Sterney knows them all. He literally knows all of them. He knows guys in B.C. He knows guys – you know, we're in his own province. I mean, it's amazing. He know you say a Canadian baseball player, he knows them or he knows somebody that, that has coached them. So he's been a great resource for us um, that way. And Clarky is a guy that was on our radar, um, you know, when he was younger, I think back to his sophomore year in high school. And Stern just, he does not tell me about players. He does not tell us about players unless he is in love with them. Mm -hmm. uh, from a talent standpoint and you know he knows what we're looking for from a makeup standpoint and when he told us about this kid <clears throat> you know you see the video it's kind of a low low three-quarter slot from the left side at the time he was a left-handed hitter as well really smooth around the bag at first he could play center field and the thing you just kept saying is like will this guy is the most competitive guy on the field every single time he's on the field it doesn't matter what he's doing and that's music to my ears. That's music to my staff's ears. Um, so he's just, you know, we, we had him speak with the media a couple weeks ago. You could hear his communication skills. They're, they're outstanding. Um, he, he's, he's a little bit like an older guy in that sense that he doesn't, <clears throat> he doesn't take himself too seriously. You can kind of get on him if you need to. You can joke with him. He's, he's got thick skin. He, he's just a guy that he's in control. That, that would be the best way I could describe him. Um, so, you know, as a freshman, there's more to it than just having a good arm to pitch. 
you know, you got to hold runners. You've got to field your position. You've got to know the signs. You've got to be able to, to navigate a lineup, you know, and, and those are all things that when you're in control, um, mentally and physically, you've got a shot. And so that's where we feel good about Clarkie. He's a, he's a very mature kid, great communicator, hard worker, and very, very competitive. We're talking to Coach Will Bolt, head baseball coach at Nebraska. Coach, DB always gets me thinking in this chair, and he got me thinking at the start of the show um, when he used the term – I don't know if you coined this. I didn't. He used the term sweat equity. And what, the, what he was meaning by that is, you know, you're, you're for me and all the good things, and then you can receive constructive criticism or, or – you can provide constructive criticism and it always comes from a good place. You know, you're still for that person. And when you talk about this team's camaraderie, because a lot of times we associate the sweat equity with what Matt rules been doing with Nebraska football, but even in turn of what you've been able to do with Nebraska baseball, how do you see sweat equity playing into uh, some of the things that you do as a coach and vice versa that you receive from players? Mm. Yeah, that, that's a <clears throat> what a profound question yeah, at yeah. eight fifteen in the morning, and I'm not that really. <laughs> that is one that can really make you make you ponder. Um, no, that I, I do. I love that term um, because it, without the shared sacrifice and and the yes. the ability to just put your nose to the grindstone and just say we're going to get after it every day, <clears throat> you have zero ability whenever the lights come on to you know, to, to be there, to show up. Um, you just can't, you can't do it. So, you know, when you have a, a group of guys that are dedicated to, to do that, to just show up every day, to work hard, uh, to give everything they have to the guy to the left and the right, and just say, you know what, I can trust you. Um, and then a group of guys doing that day in and day out. So their coaches can say, I trust you. Uh, and then, you know, and we have to do the same thing as coaches as well. We've got to we've got to be willing to do that day in and day out, and be very consistent for our players so they can trust us. So, without that sweat in the bucket, the sweat equity, you know that that type of mentality, um, where you got to show up every day and then just get a little bit better and then do it again the next day. <clears throat> you don't rise to the level, you know. You don't rise to the occasion, you know, on game day. You just don't. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. You always just fall back to how did I prepare uh, for this moment? And so, <clears throat> again, you just have to have a group of guys that are willing to do that. They're willing to sacrifice for the team. They're willing to work hard uh, to push each other to make themselves better, to make the team better. But let's face it, you don't have that if you don't have enough talent. Like, that that's kind of where, you, you know, if a guy knows that he's got it made in the shade uh, – it's human nature, you know. I mean, unless you're wired a certain way, uh, which you hope every athlete would be, but it's just, you know, maybe not the We're case. Not. Like, <laughs> you, better, you better you better have talent around you because you better have a little bit of that healthy fear of like, hey, this dude next to me is pretty damn good, and he's got a chance to take my job. So, you know, you have that shared sacrifice to create that brotherhood, but you also have the ability to go, man, I better show up today – uh, or else this other dude has got a chance to uh, to take away my playing time. That's a fantastic segue, Coach, because I'm just looking at it, trying to understand your versatility. You can go a couple of ways in your lineup. You can go power. You can hit small. You can play small ball. You can hit and run. 
even pitching, right? What What's the difference between Kamensko and, and Jason like Emmett, right? Those guys could flip-flop Friday, Saturdays. It, but the, they'll receive it well from you because if it's what you say about having sweat equity and the guy to the right and the guy to the left, you can tinker with your versatility. And those guys still have to know you're going, you're coming from a good spot because at least on paper, you got a ton of options, both offensively, defensively, and on the mound. And it may not be that guy's particular night. Yeah, and, and I think that has been <clears throat> just kind of that direct communication is, is pretty important, you know, to get guys to understand where we're coming from as, as coaches. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that, that we do. And, and the guys can look around and see offensively. It's like, okay, not everybody is exactly the same. This is what I can bring to the table. Uh, you know, if I can bring base running, hitting, and defense to the table, man, that gives – that gives me a great shot to be indispensable in the lineup. And same thing goes on the mound. If I have stuff, I throw strikes and I compete, man, that gives me a great shot to have a huge role to throw a lot of innings. So, um, you know, I, I think it's very clear what we're looking for as coaches. Uh, it's very clear, again, like I talked about, just day in and day out, guys kind of looking around and saying, okay, well, I know that guy's good. Why is he good? okay, well, I need to be like that if I want to, you know, have his innings or have his at-bats. So we do. We feel like we've got some some different pieces of the puzzle, um, guys that we can move around, maybe play, you know, infield, outfield, uh, maybe, you know, be bullpen guys one week that could move to the rotation or vice versa. Um, you know, you just – hopefully we can settle on some roles, though, uh, because let's face it, I mean, it doesn't always look – the way you think it's going to look, it doesn't yeah. always turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. Yeah. But the teams that are really, really good have roles that are pretty well solidified pretty early. Um, and, and that means that they're doing their jobs and, um, you know, everybody else's roles can kind of fall into place. Coach, I know you don't look. I know you don't look too far ahead. And I saw the projections and who's on Nebraska schedule. And you're like, eh, well, one thing I am excited about, we have a, our high school Glazier Coaches Clinic in Minnesota, the third through the fifth. And that field, when you get up there, should tell you a little bit about your ball club, man. I'm, I'm pretty pumped to be up there at the same time. Yeah, I think that's a, um, you know, it's going to provide a unique experience for our guys. Um, you know, we played there <clears throat> two years, years ago, ago. In, that, in that stadium. And there were probably about 150 people in the stadium because they weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to have fans. It was only it was only family uh, that was allowed. So, talk about kind of an, an eerie feeling in that in that stadium um, with 150 people. Uh, this will be a, a bit of a different experience. I have a feeling just in terms of um, the crowd size, the noise, certainly the opponents. Um, but you know, our guys are pretty well conditioned. Um, to, they, you know, they expect when they sign up to come to Nebraska, they know we're going to play a tough schedule. They know we're going to play good opponents. So, um, you know, hopefully by that point in time of the third weekend, it's just another weekend that we're, you know, we can go out and, and go compete at a high level. So um, I'm excited about that weekend just as all of them. Coach, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Appreciate and uh, you, good luck this Friday in San Diego. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. Best wishes, Coach. That is 
the head baseball coach at Nebraska, Will Bolt. And remember, that home opener isn't until March 7th, but baseball begins this week. Up next, we're talking to Mitch Sherman. He is the writer for The Athletic, and we're talking to him next.